Hello everyone and welcome back to the final episode of This Is Your Captain Speaking with Devin Pandia. It really feels like an end of an era, much like for the airlines like Pan Am, TWA, and Eastern, but we won't go there just yet. In last week's episode, we looked at the fall of the iconic Pan American World Airways, and while it's true that there was multiple factors that contributed to the fall of Pan Am, really the thing that kick-started everything was the Airline Deregulation Act of 1978. And really this act can be seen as the cause of the fall of multiple airlines such as TWA, Eastern, and many other low-cost airlines of the 1980s and 90s. And it sets up the foundation for aviation today. It's why we have this sort of middle-of-the-ground, not-pleasant airline experience. And it brings up the question, will the U.S. ever get back to a position of luxury and class, or are we just going to have to settle for mediocre for the rest of our lives? Fasten your seatbelts. This is your captain speaking with Devin Pandya. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly. Pack up. Let's fly away. The Airline Deregulation Act was passed in 1978 by President Jimmy Carter. On paper, this act should have been fantastic for everyone. It should have been a win-win-win situation. The government now didn't need to worry about managing airlines all the time. Airlines were now going to be given significantly more freedom since the government no longer would control many of their important business decisions. And for the consumer, it should have been great because now there was going to be increased competition, which means fares should have gone down. And now when the consumer has more choice, it's just better for everyone because the quality of the product will go up. However, there was two sides to this Airline Deregulation Act. Sure, it looked good on paper, but now airlines, while they could break into new and exciting markets like Hawaii, California, New York, Florida, and offer as many scheduled services as they wanted, airlines now had an excuse and were now allowed to leave unprofitable destinations. So, Destinations in the Midwest, for example, like in Montana or South Dakota that were just not profitable for airlines, they just canceled them or put much smaller planes. And now profit became the ultimate driver for airlines, not customer experience, not how they treated their employees. It all went back to pleasing the shareholder. In addition to airlines now having more control over their business decisions, the Airline Deregulation Act really gave birth to low-cost airlines. And probably the most famous example is Southwest Airlines. Prior to the Deregulation Act, only about 10 major airlines operated domestically in and out of the U.S. So, obviously, ticket prices were going to be high because there wasn't a ton of competition. But with the Deregulation Act, now the government had no control over the creation of new airlines. You just needed to have enough capital to actually start up your airline. So these new airlines like Southwest Airlines, Frontier Airlines, Spirit, they were able to start operations by buying cheap planes. They were able to negotiate contracts with labor unions so that they didn't have to pay their employees very much. And they were able to tap into new markets such as Florida, Las Vegas, California, all these popular tourist destinations and could operate into them cheaply. And because of this, airlines like Pan Am, TWA, they lost out on significant market share. 
the U.S. was still coming off of the tail end of the 1973 recession, and people wanted to travel, but they didn't want to pay $500 round trip for a somewhat better experience on Pan Am when they could pay $100 on Southwest Airlines, get from point A to point B quickly, and they, these types of consumers, they didn't care about the fancy gourmet meals or having extra leg room in a first-class comfy chair. They just wanted to get to the destination. The journey didn't matter as much to them. And as a result, because of this increased competition, we saw massive increases in tourism and air travel in the United States. For example, in 1965, less than 20% of the U.S. population had flew on an aircraft. By the end of the 20th century, half of the nation had booked at least one round-trip travel flight, and by 2011, there were three times as many passengers than the 1970s. So while the Deregulation Act was clearly hurting airlines like Pan Am, TWA, because they were losing market share because they frankly couldn't compete with prices, it was a win-win for the consumer because now deregulation is the reason that Almost everyone in America is able to travel. With this deregulation act, you now see airlines having, it was a necessity to switch from luxury to cheap in order just to survive and keep up with airlines like Southwest. You see airlines like United, Delta, American Airlines, all trying to cheapify their experience by cutting back on gourmet meals, cutting back on the amount of flight attendants in an aircraft to the bare minimum needed so service wasn't as attentive, adding more seats in each cabin to squeeze in more people because having more people in each cabin means that there's more revenue. And this is where you start to see the introduction of the mediocre service. Mediocre became the standard with every airline because that was the only way to compete with airlines like Southwest who were offering a bare bones experience. And you see airlines like Eastern, Pan Am, and TWA that try to cheapify their experience but still wanted to maintain a sense of luxury so they could stand out among the competition but what they failed to realize is that at the time, consumers did not want luxury. And as a result, by the 1990s and early 2000s, all three of those airlines either folded or were bought by another airline that had already cheapified their operations. Survival of the fittest was not the same game anymore. Just because you were a strong airline before, if you could not adapt to deregulation, that was your end game. And as a result of cheapifying the operation, not only did some of those higher business customers who depended on these airlines start to feel a little disgruntled, trying to negotiate cheaper contracts with employees made airline employees feel worthless. Prior in the 1960s, airline employees were treated like celebrities. They were seen as living the high life, traveling the world, but if they weren't getting paid at a proper level to do it or at a level where they could afford to live a high quality of life, if you're going to cut back on their paycheck, they're obviously not going to be motivated to give good service. And that's where you start to get this stereotype and late night comedy of flight attendants being rude, disgruntled, and some of them probably do genuinely care about their job, but for the most part, because of these years of labor relations, they are not motivated to keep delivering the same service that they had in the past. As American Airlines Chairman Robert Crandall said in the 1990s, 
Our airlines once the leaders are now laggers in every category, including fleet age, service quality, and international reputation. Fewer and fewer flights are on time, and fewer and fewer customers are happy. And this is really relevant to a lot of industries in the United States, or a lot of aspects of the United States. Our airlines used to be the best. We used to be the best in infrastructure. We used to be the best in train travel, uh, steel making. A lot of industries, we used to be the best and dominate globally. But if you look at these shifts that happened in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, we've fallen behind because we've let the free market take full control. And the only thing that mattered to companies was this focus on profit and not focusing on actually delivering a good quality service. There is a fine balance to find, and it's easier said than done, obviously. But if we want to go back to this place of luxury, this place of dominating globally and having quality products for the people of the United States, we need to go back to finding this fine line between profit and treating people with dignity and respect. If you look at airlines like Emirates Airlines or Qatar Airlines in the Middle East, they're known in every household in the United States, similar to how Pan Am was. And even globally, they're known around the world because they're able to quickly transfer people from one end of the world to the other because of their super hubs in the Middle East. And in every class of service, they give very good service. They have very good food, great entertainment, brand new aircraft. Um, and they're able to give a consistent service on every single flight because they put so much emphasis on service. They focused on service first, and then the profit came in because they focused on service first. I just think the really ironic thing of this whole deregulation thing is that the whole point was to increase competition. But if you look at modern times, there's just four airlines controlling about 80% of the market now. And those airlines are United, Delta, American, and uh, Southwest Airlines. And the whole point was to increase competition to ensure that every airline would bring their A-game. And there was about 20 or 30 airlines. And then the market realized, oh, we got too many players playing this game we got to start consolidating all these airlines in order to ensure that every airline can make a profit. And that's how you end up in this position of just four airlines. And as supply and demand states, now that there's only four airlines, you start seeing the introduction of baggage fees, strict refund policies, not much emphasis on service. And that's where we end up in mediocre land. But despite all this negativity, I do think that the U.S. airline industry does have hope and that it can rebound to where it used to be. And I say that with some confidence because of the years 2016 and 2017. After years of not making a profit because of deregulation, because of 9-11 and the recession of 2008, airlines were finally able to make a profit in 2016 and start expanding and listening to customers because the Middle Eastern carriers started to get very vocal in 2016, 2017 by expanding rapidly into U.S. cities. And I think that was a big wake-up call for the U.S. airlines that, hey, if we don't start to act even just slightly as good as the Middle Eastern carriers or match their experience, we're going to go bankrupt and lose out on customers 
and all Americans are going to have to travel on an international carrier in order to go somewhere international and not fly on an American-based carrier. So as a result, you started seeing finally investments in new aircraft, new cabins, new safety and service training that actually has been improving over the past couple of years. You start to see the introduction of new lounges at airports, revitalizing old airports. I think the most famous and best example that there is change coming and that there is light at the end of the tunnel is looking at LaGuardia Airport. LaGuardia is probably famous with every person in America of being a third-class airport. It's old, it's dingy, it's dark, it's dirty, and it's falling apart. But if you go to LaGuardia now, I don't think a lot of people realize this because of the pandemic, but if you go to LaGuardia now, it is a brand new facility. It's modern, it's clean, it's so bright and airy. It just represents everything that's good about New York and good about air travel. So I think if we continue on this trajectory of making investments in our existing infrastructure and focusing on service first, then profit, and treating people with dignity and respect, we can get our airlines back to where it used to be in the 1960s. And I think especially with the pandemic and people just itching to travel, if we can do those things in the next couple of years, we're going to have a fantastic service in the years to come. Tell me what you think. Do you think that it is possible for us to return back to this place of luxury and travel? Or are we just stuck in this position for the rest of our lives? This has been your Captain Speaking with Devin Pandia, signing off.